Hey everybody, this is your host, Vinyl Man Jeb of the Unlikely Places Pop and Rock Radio Podcast Edition. Yes, there's also the radio show every week, Tuesdays 1 to 3 p.m., but this is the podcast side, where today we are with Anton Barbeau, speaking about his new album, Power Pop, and many other cool treats in this one. Take a listen, you might just learn something. Hi, this is Terry Draper from Plateau. I'm Brendan O'Hare. I used to be in Teenage Fan Club. Hey, this is Tyler Green. Owen Radford. Josh Bradley. Tino Troy from Crane Mantis. Blandy Flowers. I'm Frankie Siragusa, and you're tuning in to Unlikely Places Pop and Rock Radio Show with Vinyl Man Jeb. Let's just have a chat down here. You're listening to Mad Wasp Radio. Hey, everybody. This is your host, Vinyl Man Jeb of the Unlikely Places Pop and Rock Radio podcast, sponsored by RoboJack Records. Big Store Records, Straight to Video Podcast. Oh, we got all the sponsors, guys. But we have Anton Barbo on with us today. Hey, how are you? I'm okay. I'm I'm a bit sleepy because I woke <laughs> up way too early today and my jet lag is still uh, mucking me about, but I'm I'm hanging in there. That's right. You're in Berlin. That's right. Yeah. How, how is how yeah. is Berlin? That's that's pretty cool. I've never been out of the States, so I've always wondered what that would be like. So. Um I, I I love it here. I mean, I, I lived here for almost 10 years and oh, wow. um, Moved back to California just recently, um, but have uh, come back a, a couple times already. Yeah, it's my favorite place, Berlin. It's beautiful. A uh, bit cold, you know, at the moment. But. Do you ever find that uh, inspiration from where you are for your songs and, and et cetera kind of like thing where like the weather or, uh, you know, the place where you're from? I'm sure Berlin has very beautiful landscapes as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've got a, a, a few things that are really sort of specific. I've got a song called Clubbing in Berlin and uh, another one called Berliner Grotesque. But um, I just sometimes just the, the atmosphere of any any place will, will rub off. And other times, not at all. I mean, I've got songs that I've written here that mm-hmm. could have been written in England or in California, you know. Yeah. So it sometimes sometimes it really it really filters in or or there's a deliberate uh, effort to take the essence of a place and put it into a song. Yeah, I like that because it's like, you know, you look at the where you are and you could be like inspired by anything, you know, that moves or anything. And what got you into music? Yeah, I mean, I, I was just hearing the Beatles probably before I was even born. You know, my parents were mm. were listening and, and um, so that was the first one. And uh, I took Yamaha music lessons when I was very little, maybe three or something like that. And I think that Yamaha music lessons are good for ear training. They teach you to sort of just pick out things. Um and there's another moment. I remember driving around with my mother in her Studebaker and some, some track came on the radio and, and I was again, too young to be able to ask what it was exactly, but I was dying to know what is this song? And she couldn't tell me. So, so I, I kind of feel like I've spent my life trying to, you know, rewrite that song. The primary moment that, that kind of turned me into a musician was um, my dad and I were at at a department store and came across the first Casio keyboard and, and uh, he saw me playing it and thought, Oh my gosh, he can play Beethoven. And, <laughs> you know, I was playing four notes. Da, 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 da. And that was, that was good enough. So he, he got me the Casio and I just kind of, from that point on, that was it. You know, I became a musician really. So. And very cool. Yeah. And you just recently had a song rain rain with uh, Bigster records be released, which we played on our show. What was the uh, inspirations behind writing that one? Um, well, that's actually one of the songs from a thing called the Teen Suite on that album, okay. the, the Power Pop album, and that's these are songs that I, I wrote when I was a teenager. Um, so I've just kind of gone back and 
uh, freshened up the recording of of, uh, of these old old tunes, and uh, I just thought it would, you know, it's 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 a it's a song that's kind of held up. I never performed it live when I, you know, when I was a teenager. I've only done it gotcha. at gigs in, in re- recent years, so it's kind of a a new song in a way. But it's actually something from way back when. Oh, very cool. So it's like you know your your older self and your newer self enjoying each other's music at the same time because you're bringing back the older songs that you've written. I think that's really cool. Yeah, and yeah. Something different too. A lot of people don't even touch their older stuff. They don't want to dare go back. Always going forward. I love that. I mean, you're very prolific. I see twenty plus albums under your name. That's that is really cool thank you i think it's, i think it's honestly i think it's 30 plus at this point oh wow um, that's awesome that is awesome yeah, uh i heard that you actually also worked with the loud family which is members of the game theory band as well which i'm a big fan of what was that like to work with them well yeah we just i mean this uh, next or i guess it's this week isn't it uh there's there's the re-release of what if it works which is a record i made with scott miller perfect um yeah yeah i mean i i done a handful of things with scott um, over the years. And when we finally had the chance to do a record together, um, that was, it was really fun. And I, I don't know if that's always the, the first word that comes to mind when people think of, um, Scott Miller records, game theory, loud family. It's not, not like sort of fun party, yeah, music. <laughs> but, but we, it, you know, he hadn't been really doing any music or hadn't been doing any recording. Um, the loud family broken up a few years earlier so when we when we did this record together it was just meant to be fun let's go in the studio and and uh do some cover songs and and you know do just do a few things and then bit by bit it grew it turned into an album um so and it was just wonderful i mean i i like i said i'd known scott for for some years at that point but to, to actually be able to do a record together was just a pleasure you know and great memories you know it's yeah, they were good memories. So. Game theory. I think it's great mm-hmm. to start with the power pop because your new album is called just power pop with three exclamation points here. Uh, what was mm-hmm. inspiration behind calling the album just that? Like what, what came to mind when you were naming your album? Well, I, I suppose, um, you know, I, I, I have, a, I've, I've said before, I can be quite frustrated with mm-hmm. the, the way that the, the power pop genre is, is kind of a self-limiting thing and, and it's power pop as a scene has, has welcomed my music, you know, since I started really. Um, and so there's a little bit of, you know, biting the hand that goes on with me um, here, but I, I kind of felt like, you know, if I call my record power, maybe because in the power pop community, there's, there's such a sort of a strange yeah. concern over whether something is power pop or I not, know, if I it doesn't that. have a tambourine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And and so I just thought, well, if I call my record power pop, then tough, it's power pop, and you know, and uh, so it's quite. It. I'm just being, I'm just being contrary and and playing yeah. with the idea of of genre because you know I understand we have to we have to name things. You know, that's right. a horse, a human that's a dog. That's you know, yeah. Yeah, it does. It's how we organize our lives. But yeah. at the same time, when when something feels like it doesn't actually do 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 justice, um, and, and I suppose. Yeah, being being often sort of branded a power pop artist, but then feeling like, well, no, I mean that the, the one of the problems I have with that genre is that it, it it wants to stay in a in a very specific place, and for me, music is meant to go everywhere, you know, all the way out and all the way in, not just kind of in a 
a compact yeah. place. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with, I mean, we, we, we all listen to all kinds of music and that's the, the beautiful thing for, you know, that we, that we have here, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I just sort of wanted to define it myself or redefine it or, or, or just throw a pinch of salt in people's eyes, maybe, you know, cause I'm a brat. <laughs> I love it. Well, I like the idea. Cause I know, when I joined the power pop groups that I love a certain group I really like is power pop overdose. It doesn't seem to be as much of that whole argument in there, but maybe I just don't look at it every day, but Kurt Vance is a good friend of mine and I really enjoy what he brings to the table with. And I love that. Like you said, with being genre music, isn't genre defining. It's, it's everything. Ha- have you toured at all? You know, any uh, favorite tour memories that you have reminding like going around on tour? I've done two, two gigs in the last two, two wow. years or something like that. But yeah, before that, I mean, I used to, um, I used to do, I do Spain usually twice a year and oh, I would very tour cool. the UK. Yeah. Do, do a UK tour once a year. Um, and just lots of sort of spotted gigs around Europe. Um, uh, just one-offs. I, I played Istanbul once. That was oh, wow. interesting. That's unique. Um, How was that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's very smoky, you know. <laughs> the, the, the venue is a, a basement, and everybody was everybody was smoking, and uh, but it was beautiful. I mean, I, I loved being there, and uh, yeah. So I used to tour a lot. Um, I mean, you know, when I lived in England, and from England, it was easy to come over to Europe and tour, and then I moved over to Berlin, and it was easy to go back to England, or you know, move from here to Spain, or like I said, or Italy or something, you know. So I've done more touring over here than I, than I have in the States, which is kind of funny, you know, done one or two up and down the coasts, uh, being, like, credited the West for coast. being in, you know, in California, which is hilarious. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm there. I'm the producer there and everything, but it's all actually all over here. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm sure your music changes, you know, upon like what's, you know, with that, but I, I noticed there's like with so many releases, it was fun to listen to a few. And I, I picked a lot of songs to go over from your new record that's coming out on the 25th. I'm very excited for that. Um, very, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do a like, nice little special for you and have the songs and your inspirations behind them, but they'll be coming up towards the end of the interview here. Uh, I picked uh, four songs that I would like to know more about and have our viewers know as well. And uh, my next question for you is, uh, how did you get involved with uh, Big Stir Records? How did that come about? I don't remember specifically. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of just an overlap of, of people who know each other and bit by bit by bit, you know, mm-hmm. um, somebody says, Oh, do you know these guys? And somebody else says, do you know those guys? And um, so at some point our, our orbits kind of, you know, uh, touched edge and, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't even know when it, it turned it into like, hey, so happened naturally that it was like, this is just what it yeah, is. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that, that's exactly it. I mean, just sort of, you know, community full of, people who kind of halfway know the other half of the people in there, you know, so. Rex and Christina are so, so cool. And they're really just good people. They're yeah. really good people. Good they're human beings. The yeah. They're so different from the, all the time you hear a record label, oh, they drain you or all they this. It's not when they work with you like a family. It's such a cool thing. Um, and that's what we strive to make our record label like as well is more of like a family promoting thing. We have friends of the label that come on just one or two releases. We're not signing them. We're just having fun. And it's just, it's just a way to get the music out there because it's just a driving force. Music speaks for itself, you know? 
and i love yeah, yeah, that yeah. i love that and i just i'm a huge fan of the psychedelic genre the power pop genre stuff like that and as soon as they i told them i said i'd love to interview uh, anton i just would be honored and it was just i've heard rain rain and i was like this is so cool because it's it's different from what i usually play for like what you know it's usually hard rock or something like that i just loved the how like kind of just gentle it was but at the same time had a message and i really enjoyed that and uh, I picked a few more songs from that album, like I said, as well. Uh, before we get into that, though, I wanted to ask, you know, what's in store for the future after this album? We'll get into that first, then we'll go through the songs. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Um, you know, when I was in California, I was working on yet another album after the after I finished Power Pop. Mm -hmm. You know, just uh, just kind of in a way, it's it's just a continuation um, from from Power Pop, which I kind of think of as you know, the fragmented pandemic brain, you know, I'm just in, in, in a house, in a room with all my gear and making music constantly. And, um, so this next, next batch, um, I think, I mean, it's got a different feel in some ways and it's a bit more maybe guitar heavy. Um, but it still feels to me like it's coming from the same fragmented brain, uh, that, that, uh, gave the world power pop. But then following that, uh, um, in the, first week uh back in berlin i <laughs> i managed to write 12 songs which even for me i'm a prolific guy but even for me 12 songs in one week is, is unprecedented so i'm really excited about about this I, I sort of you know i did the bulk of the writing in the first week and the second week kind of just touched up lyrics a little bit and then just i've left it hanging since then i'll take it back to california and um and hopefully it'll it'll hold up as a solid album you know and uh, an entity unto itself and and uh and it'll be a document of of sort of this moment for me which is uh interesting usually an album takes you know a year or two yeah. or 20 to write you know so this yeah. is a very different experience it's, it's one week's it's worth of <laughs> I yeah. love that. you know usually you're taught like you got to do this or this or this and sometimes it just happens sometimes you get that inspiration and it's boom it's done you know, and there's demos already out. I've done uh, 23 tracks on my own for a concept album in a matter of a week, mm -hmm. like a matter, not a week, but like a month and a matter of like just doing that. And I'll, I'll write songs in a day and record in the same day because I have a home studio, which is nice. Um, definitely something I'm happy to have as a musician as well. And it's just so cool that I could do, you know, all this. But then there's also, you know, those aren't sometimes I'm really happy when there are really good songs, because sometimes it could just be you, you run that risk of because it's so much. It's the same. It sounds the same, you know. But it's nice when songs actually tell their own stories. Uh, do you find yourself as a writer uh, kind of like when you make those, like like you said, with the 12 songs in a week, did you see any like themes kind of transfer through all the songs or they kind of like, you know, have their own, even though they're all written in the same time period, something like that, trying to word that right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, because it was such a fuzzy experience writing so much so quickly, I don't know. I don't. I couldn't say. Oh, this particular song is about this thing or this person or this subject. They they're just very blurry. And and I I I was improvising lyrics, and then I would go back and kind of, you know, pencil in what I thought it sounded like I was saying. So <laughs> I I don't I don't I I don't have so much an an image of what these songs are about. Um, it's more just, you know that little blob of music. Oh, that's got a good feel to it. Oh, so does this one. Oh, this one. Um, 
so I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I wanted it to be a very free, free yeah. and freeing experience. I wanted to write this stuff without thinking about it, without thinking of what anybody was going to, you know, imagining what anybody else might say. Yeah. Hey everybody, this is your host, Vinyl Man Jeb here on the uh, podcast that you're listening to currently. We're going to go over some of the songs with Anton and talk about some of the new ones on the new record. So stay tuned. The songs will not be in this episode because they're going to be on the Unlikely Places airwaves. So just when that happens, we'll try to line it up when this podcast comes out. We'll try to make that work. But this is probably going to be out a week before that episode's even possible, so it'll be the next episode after. So just keep an eye out on the Tuesdays uh, on uh, madwaspradio.com, and you'll figure out, oh, well, Anton's episode on. I just listened to that, so I'll check that in for this section of the podcast with the songs. But So I picked four from the new album. We'll keep it fun and fresh and uh, you know help promote the album as well for you. And the first one I picked was American Road. What was the inspirations behind that one, and what's that one about? Um... In a way, it's for me. It's one of the more literal pieces of of writing that I that I've got, and in this case, it's um, uh, you know, it's me after I'd moved back to California, uh, and you know, I'm living on a on the my wife's family farm now, oh. and in a sort of a small town, and um, you know, to get to get anywhere, we have to get in the car. Even if I would just want to drive to get coffee five minutes away, still have to get in the car to, to get there. And this is after, you know, 15 years living in living abroad where I, I, I don't drive in Berlin. You, you, you want to go somewhere, you get on the train or, or you know, or you walk. And uh, so being back in a car every day and being out in traffic and being surrounded by, you know, people in giant pickup trucks are coming at you, you know, mm-hmm. I just sort of felt so threatened by that. It was just really, my system is just too delicate, I think, to, to live inside a car. And, um, and so, you know, that's what the song is about. It's, you know, <laughs> I don't want to die on American road. <laughs> and it kind of tells the story of coming back from, from Berlin and ending up in a, in a, in a much smaller place. I was and, say it's gotta be very different. The drastic change of like, you know, the scenery and everything as well, you know, and, and Berlin's yeah, a bigger certainly, country certainly. too, right? Is a bigger area, right, of uh, Germany as well um, than would be coming to a smaller town, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. very cool to come from that, you know, open kind of atmosphere nature-wise and then all of a sudden coming back to the, the rural or even the city life, you know, it's very different. I like that. The next song yeah, I picked yeah. was Free. Uh, I picked that one as well. It looks like I'm picking up a theme here, but I just was picking a few songs. But <laughs> hmm. uh, the next one I picked was free. The same thing. Uh, what one's that about and the inspirations behind that? I I wrote that one. Um, I slept overnight in a pub in Swindon in, in England um, after having done a, a gig there, you know, and I was, I remember taking, I was living, I was living in Cambridge at the time in England. So I was, taking the bus back home, uh, early morning bus. And I just started scribbling this song. Um, I had, I had Alison seconds in mind for it because we had just finished her first record, uh, which, which is actually a record that was re reissued on Bigster since we're talking about those guys, the Bigster people. But um, (laughs) anyway, so I, I had this song in mind for Alison, but we, we didn't get to it. Whatever sort of songs were in the, you know, just following the first record, most of those songs kind of faded away. And then years later, we got, got around to making a second record with all new material. But anyway, so I, I wrote this one on the bus and 
recorded a demo of it and then kind of forgot about it until, you know, last year or whenever I recorded it. And um, um, in this this case, I I had Rosie Abbott singing, um, singing along with me on this track. And um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's what the song is about exactly. It's just kind of whimsical Um, uh, because it was written with Alison seconds in mind. There's, there's sort of a different persona. There's a different attitude. Uh, I think I was more just trying to speak uh, from her, you know, the point of view of her attitude, you know, her kind of vibe. Um, But then I just sort of, Turn recorded the song myself and put it out on this record because I thought oh, that's a good little song. I like this one. You know, forgot all about it, and here it is. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to to see that you write as well as like because I've worked with artists as well when I collab, and I always seem to write in what how they would sound or how they would write yeah, themselves. Yeah. And it's good to hear that somebody else does that too. I'm not insane, <laughs> but I love mm-hmm. that. I love yeah, that. no, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's such a fun trait you know? as a writer to give somebody the ability to easily get into the role of their own character. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice to put. The way I do like my songs is I have like a, it's like a novel and it's like, I'm always, it's an, a never ending novel. And there's always these different characters that come to mind of my own songs. Like I have a character named death, a character named April, stuff like that. It's just, I, I'm a writer in my head, so I'm not good at writing on paper, but I'm a good writing in head. So I'm like, my songs are mm-hmm. that answer for that. And I just noticed that with a lot of uh, artists lately, they kind of seem to write, you know, the love songs. There's nothing wrong with that, but it just seems it's so cool. when I find someone that has like characters in mind or, or writing in the vision of somebody else, it just adds more flavor. And I very much appreciate having songs like that. And uh, it's funny. I just got a notification. I'll, I'll edit this out. Uh, Rex just sent me the album. <laughs> so I have the uh, okay. digital, the digital. And so I can actually edit these into the episode for us. So what I'll do is okay, I'll, okay. you know, I'll make a real nice special for you. And I'll add a few extra songs in there too, which I'll decide. And then I'll probably just text you and be like, so what's this one about? And you can brief description. And I'll just say it out loud on the radio show for you. Um, and then the next one I picked was whisper in the wind. What's that one about? And the inspirations behind that as well. Oh, well, that's another one like Rain Rain that, that comes from the teen suite. That's, that's an, I don't even know how old I was, 16 or something like that when I wrote this, wrote Whisper in the Wind. And I think it's not, it's probably not about anything. It's just this sort of fantasy girlfriend that, that you know, every teenager imagines they will have someday. And, um, and, uh, which is, it's like a perfect power pop song really. But, um, and so the only inspiration I can remember is, is the band OMD. I was kind of trying to do something, uh, you know, it was, it was definitely influenced by uh, orchestral maneuvers in the dark. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's another song on, on the power pop album called slash Z zip, which, um, reminded me of, of OMD. So I gave it the uh, title, which is an anagram of dazzle ships. Now they know I've told everybody. But anyway, so whisper in the wind, I don't know what it's about. It's about some imaginary girl and uh, it's, uh, oh, the inspiration cool. was OMD. So very concise. That's, I don't, I'm not usually so concise. There you go. You found maybe, maybe it's just the way it's happening. I get all the scoops lately on unlikely places. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I always feel it's very fun. And another one I picked was because I'm a huge material issue fan. And I, I, you're probably going where I'm going with this. I saw Valerie's waiting and I'm always a big fan of any song with a girl's name in it. Cause it's very power pop, you know, such a power pop thing to do, but it's also not, you know, other rock guys have done it too, of course. And, um, but it was just, it kind of relates to what we were talking about earlier on in today's podcast. And, uh, what was Valerie's waiting about and the inspirations behind that one? 
um, it was partly about uh, some childhood friends of mine. Um, uh, this guy who used to be a babysitter of mine when I was little, uh, I, I read one day that he died in a, an avalanche in Nepal. I think he was in oh, the Peace wow. Corps. Yeah. And um, so he had a, a sister called Valerie. So I was just kind of yeah, just imagining it from, from sort of her perspective or something. But again, you're, you're picking all the teen, teen sweet songs. I, I I just, was, it's funny know. with me because I haven't heard it yet. Like it's, as you know, as was just I just looked at the names. I was like, that's one's calling to me. That one's calling to me. See, maybe I'm a teenager in the head. That's what's happening here. I am 22. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just catching up to me. I could uh, pick a few others, of course, as well, too. Uh, I seem to mm-hmm. have a, maybe it's just the way my brain's going towards. If there's any ones you want to talk about as well, I could throw them in the episode, too. If there's any ones that you especially on this album that you like, of course. <laughs> Uh, I'm happy to, you know, go with wherever we go. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, it's just so, it's funny to me because sometimes I just pick the songs by just the names or what's calling to me. And it seems like maybe my mind's going that way now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I wrote Valerie's Waiting before, um, probably before material issue were formed. So maybe, maybe they found a way you know, to, to leak into your brain before you even knew. No, I, I love, uh, oh. I've been a big fan of Material Issue. We just recently, the reason I like to link some of the stuff that we've had on our show before, some of the people, and we had uh, Ted um, Ansani on the show before. So it was just really cool to see something like that and then to be like, oh, it's actually way before that. And it's like, okay, cool, you know. But it's just so if, cool. If you want to tie, um, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, if, you want to, if we want to tie everything together, um, I, I would tell your listeners to go go check out uh, Steve Winwood's video for his song Valerie. You see, because when we did uh, the video for we did the video for my song Rain Rain with with Steve Winwood's Valerie video in mind. So oh, all cool. roads all roads lead to Steve Winwood. You know, I love traffic. We all, I love traffic. You know? That is awesome. Uh, Steve Winwood's one of my favorites and uh, very cool and. Uh, yeah, well, I'll link everything down below as well. So I'll, I'll find that video and I'll put it down in our description for our YouTube mm-hmm. side. The podcast side's kind of tough, but uh, if the video's online, if I can find it, I will definitely link it for you. Uh, yeah. It's a, very, very exciting. Very sweet, I want to. Th- very. Oh, go ahead. It's a very 80s video. Very 80s video. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Stephen Wood's very sincere, you know. Yeah. Uh, any favorite traffic song? <laughs> throw that in too. I'll throw it on mm. the episode if you have one. Could always play like Dear Mr. Fantasy or something as well. That's such a big hit, but I could always I could always play that too. Um, yeah, I'll nothing wrong with a big hit. Everyone nah, likes a big hit now. Of course, it makes people sing and dance. And that's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'll throw maybe a traffic song off your episode. I like playing songs. I've done that. Like uh, I know Lainey Flowers mentioned. Like um, I think he mentioned uh, or it was Tony Valentino mentioned something too because I had him on too, and he was mentioning something about how one of the songs that they were covering early on uh, that uh, their Ed wrote their manager actually became a later um song for soft cell so i remember the name so it was like i just played the soft cell song too because i was like why not you know it's always fun i can mm-hmm. i have the power to do that as a radio host so it's really cool i love mad wasp radio but but thank you anton for coming on i really appreciate it um and hopefully in the future we'll have you on again you know more to talk about yeah. more albums i'll do my research as well i just like i always i find it fun to come into an interview a little differently is like most people they want to know everything i want to come in learning and that's what makes it different for me so i'm i don't have to be like everybody else you know know everything but i know a few things and i, I asked rex a few questions that i should ask and stuff like that so i was all excited for that so i was good, uh good, 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 good. we'll have you on again definitely i'm very uh very very excited to follow your career uh, as a Great. inspiring Thank musician you. and you have inspired me a little bit as well and i'm very excited to say so and hopefully more inspiration as i listen to more of your songs 
and I'm very excited. Yeah. So I'll let you know how I think of the new album because it just got sent to me. I'll be digging that tonight. I'll be all ears on that. So I'm very excited. And uh, good. Um, what I'll have you do, uh, if you would like, uh, radio ID. I usually ask from some of our artists here that come on the show. Um, I'll just give you all the script details. And if you have a chance, I don't know if you have your recording equipment over there in Berlin um, or a way to record. Uh, just you saying like this is unlikely places, and you're listening to you know the show there and everything. I'll write you out a little script if you have the time, and we'll throw it into your episode for you. It'll be yeah, it'll my, be a while before that anyway, because it's going to be probably like the end of April, um, towards when I got the okay, it's, made. Yeah, give me if you, if you want to bug me again yeah, in, sure. in a couple <laughs> weeks when I'm back in California, I can, I, I can do, do yeah, a much nicer job. Yeah, yeah, we have a few um, other artists. We'll get some sleep, catch up from the jet lag. Definitely, uh, very mm. very honored to have you. I'm glad we figured out all the uh, the errors there, and I'm probably going to use Zoom for some of the interviews coming up. Um, which hopefully uh, I'm hoping I've gotten some bigger names so that our podcast also the, you know, other people as well. Um, and bigger names, I just mean other, you know, other artists as well. Um, uh, like come to the show. We have Carmen Ap- uh, Apice coming up as well, which we're really excited for. Um, we've been pushing and pushing and pushing. And so hopefully we'll get some bigger names looking in at us and then your interviews as well. We'll go through too. So we're, we're always pushing because we have our artists in mind that we interview as well to keep them, you know, circulating the, the vents of ears. <laughs> I try to come up with like terms for that, but uh, <laughs> I really uh, appreciate that. And uh, I can't wait for the album after power pop. Now I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate well, this. Enjoy your day and, and hopefully the jet lag will go away soon. <laughs> yeah. As you're coming Take back care. to California, I'll be jet lagged then too. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Have a good one. Eternal. <laughs> Ciao. Bye. You're tuned into Madwas Radio. So don't forget where you are. Don't change that dial. You don't need to anyway.